What's up, y'all? She from Legacy Hustle here. I have a little request of you. If you truly appreciate what we're trying to do here and you enjoy the show, the sharing, the transparency, and the insights, as well as the inspiration we bring you with each and every episode, I need you to help us out as well by supporting. Go ahead and subscribe, like, comment, follow, and review as we work to get the word out to more people about the show. Also, please consider sharing the show with your entire network. Thank you. Enjoy the show. What's up, y'all? This is Legacy Hustle, a show that will highlight and amplify the stories of black entrepreneurs and their products or services that are impacting preceding generations, future generations, or cross-generationally. We use the word legacy not only to describe the solutions created, but to also acknowledge the guest's impact on their own family or personal circles through wealth generation or creation. The show explores what their business is, how they got it off the ground, and the trials and tribulations experienced on their legacy hustle journey in an effort to both inspire and educate you, our listeners, uh, who I'll refer to as our legacy hustlers. I'm Sheed, I'll be your host, and in this episode, we'll be talking to Keisha Garrison. Keisha is a professional host, interviewer, and speaker whose work focuses on personal development, self-love, and affirming black women. She currently hosts You Better, a podcast about self-discovery and self-love that also explores the challenges of our social conditioning. Her overarching mission is to share stories and guide experiences that shift mindsets and lead us to healthier relationships with both ourselves and others. For the past 19 years, Keisha's honed her skills as a compelling communicator in various roles for major corporations like Time Inc. and Microsoft. Most recently, she led employee learning and development experiences as the Director of Communications and Culture for Microsoft's Artificial Intelligence Platform Engineering Team. Woo! That was a mouthful. In this role, she designed strategic messaging and engagement programs that impacted the workplace culture, experience, and education for a diverse and global staff of thousands. A dynamic and versatile speaker, Keisha has decades of experience guiding audiences through both in-person and virtual events for learning, development, and entertainment. Her skills as an MC and moderator has led to Keisha becoming known as a reliable and impactful host for global events at Microsoft and beyond. She's led events such as Ability Summit and Global Business Development Summit, as well as their first ever virtual Microsoft Ready Conference in Include 2021, a groundbreaking global digital event focused on diversity and inclusion. She's also had the honor of conducting celebrity interviews with icons such as Will Smith, Ang Lee, and Lenny Kravitz for the Microsoft internal show, Outside In, which delivers in-depth conversations highlighting the wisdom of the guests while making seamless connection to the cultural learning objectives of Microsoft. Keisha's also had the opportunity to appear as a host and MC for numerous organizations, including Women in Tech Regatta, Miami Book Fair Literary Festival, Dress for Success, to name a few. As a believer in the power of storytelling to shift hearts and minds, Keisha's also taken many stages as a narrator and a stand-up comedian. A fresh and witty voice in the world of hosting and public speaking, Keisha Garrison is vibrant and strategic in her talent mastery at providing the context, cohesion, and energy necessary to enhance every aspect of audience experience she leads. Keisha is also a certified professional life coach and a proud graduate of Spelman College with a Bachelor of Arts and Economics, summa cum laude. 
please, please, if you listen to this episode today and absolutely fall in love with the wisdom, the wit, the energy, the intelligence that Keisha shows up with, support her podcast, You Better. Without further ado, let's get into it and learn more about Keisha G. Keisha, thank you so much for being on Legacy Hustle today. Really excited to have you here. Can you start off by helping our Legacy Hustlers understand a little bit about what you're doing? Yes, yes. And thank you so much for having me on the show. And my business, my business um, is a personal brand business. It's a multi-pronged personal brand business. So the best example I'll start out with um, that I can give to people is, you know how Amanda Seals is like a comedian, a host, a game show producer, an actress, an author, a podcaster, all those different things are under Mm -hmm. the umbrella multi-hyphenate. The Amanda Seals multi-hyphenate world. That's the nature of my business. So when you Mm. think about my business, the name of my operating company is actually Jim Drop LLC. That's my operating company. But underneath Jim Drop is three different facets of my business. I have Keisha Garrison Co., which is host for higher work. I do public speaking, event emceeing, moderating conversations and panels. So companies and organizations can hire me to facilitate the experiences that they want to have for their audiences. I come in, be the chief energy officer, keep things running on time, give thought-provoking questions and connect audiences to to the things that the learning objectives that whomever is hosting the event has. Then in the next bucket, you have You Better. You Better is my own self-love and self-discovery platform. And that's where I do my podcasting. That's where I do workshops and keynote speeches. So whenever it's about my agenda, I'm talking about self-love and self-discovery and personal development. And in the bucket number three is Another Black Girl. That is my love space for and by Black women. So there's a website involved in this. It's a directory where you can look up different Black women who are operating in various different spaces um, around the world in our different zones of genius. And I also facilitate panels under that banner as well. So sometimes a company will come to me and say, oh, will you come and speak about so-and-so topic? I'm likely to turn around, flip through my another Black Girl Rolodex and come back at you with, how about this panel of Black women who can talk on this topic? So that is what I do. It's all under those three buckets that roll up and make up my business. Mm. So talk to us about what inspired you to be like, hey, you know what? This is what I want to do, right? Because all of those um, different buckets, there's a consistent theme of being able to lean in with audience and bring to life the things that... um, they're, they're aspiring towards or trying to get to. Um, and so what for you was so important that you said, all right, my legacy is going to be leaning in to help people on that journey. Talk about that. Yeah, there's, there's a bit in there about me recognizing what my, I won't say unique gifts are, because I think that, you know, there's a lot of people who are out here pulling insights from the stories of other folks, but I know where I feel gifted. I'll put it that way. I feel gifted at connecting dots, at connecting people to the information and the insights that they need to thrive. I can see things over here that these people need and bring them together. And 
in speaking, in creating learning and development experiences, I started doing a lot of those things inside of the corporate environment that I worked in. And every time I would put together some sort of educational program, I felt really good about it. And then once we just layered in me speaking and performing and being a part of the experience in that way, then it just took it to the next level. All of my creative juices from when I was really young and I used to be on stage a lot would really come alive. And I just, at some point I kept doing this and I couldn't stop hearing the, the, the call from inside that was saying, this is you, this is what you like and love. And you're trying to make it happen inside of this corporate environment, but you know, you could just go do this. But (laughs) I think that I was able to look at where I felt gifted and then think about what I really valued in the world and what I wanted to have an impact on. And one of the things that I really want to have an impact on in the world is how the world treats Black women. Mm. And that requires not just addressing Black women in some way and being there and holding space and creating opportunities for them, but that also means just making sure that the world is moving in a direction of human beings at large, growing kinder and gentler and understanding themselves better. So once I just layer all those things together, that's where you get me focusing on the you better work because I really want to make the entire world understand themselves better and develop identity outside of the need to subjugate other human beings. And the learning and the, the event work that I do, I focus my event work on learning and development experiences or also cultural type of celebrations. You're not going right. to find me emceeing the insurance sales conference because it doesn't connect my gift to the things that I value and the things that I want to impact in the world. It's got to be both of those things. Mm. So just for our, our audience's uh, ability to understand your journey thus far, how long have you been on this journey for your legacy hustle? Wow. Um, I have the, the, the breathe on it moment because I think about the official date when I started you know, the business and file the LLC for Jim Drop. That was in August of 2020. Okay. But I started the Another Black Girl site and just started thinking about what I wanted to do with that in about 2014. I started doing stand-up comedy in 2017. And that was a Ignition, an ignition of um, a little bit of that fire of performing that I hadn't felt in a while. I put myself on stage, and then that kicked off people at the company that I was working at. I was working at Microsoft at the time. That got people to see me differently and start tapping me to do stage um, work there, on-air broadcast interviews. I got pulled in to do a whole bunch of interesting projects that were outside of my core work. And a lot of that started kicking up in 2017. And I just kept doing it on the side in Microsoft. It was very truly what you would call the side hustle. It didn't graduate to be the legacy hustle until last September of 2021 when I left my corporate job and decided to do this work full time. Got it. Got it. Mm. So it's been a journey you've been on for some time, um, but you didn't actually leave the nine to five until recently. And so since you've left the nine to five, can you talk about 
you know, sort of where you got the money to stand up the business and the entity and um, to kind of begin doing what you've been doing, just to give our listeners a sense of, hey, if, if I have this dream that I want to achieve in terms of having a personal brand business and being able to lean into the world in, in a similar fashion, how can they find the money to start something like this? Well, my story is really tied to the fact that I was working at a big corporation Yep. And I was getting a bonus every every fall, and I had stock in said corporation. So I was able to source all of the startup funds for my business from selling stock and from cash savings from me just saving money over time. I think I was saving the money, not specifically with buying a house in mind, because I had kind of felt burned by the owning a house experience before I moved out to uh, where I live now. But I had the money, if you will, to be like, oh, it's down payment on a house time. It's time to do this grown up thing again and try that out. And I looked at it and I was like, I think that I should just take this time and take this money to bet on myself. And what that meant was being able to cover the initial business expenses and for me, that meant a big branding project. So that meant standing up a website, working with an actual branding consultant and web designer. And that was a five-figure expense. Mm. That was something that I spent a lot of money on because I wanted to remove the constraint of my bandwidth. Because I've, I had marketing in my background. I thought I could do all these things, but I had a full-time job when I was making these plans. So I had right. to have enough money to spend five figures on branding. I want to say it wasn't more than 20 grand, but it was somewhere around that. So and, I need and to- even with that, like how did you start identifying where, you know, a person who's a brand consultant or a website designer can appreciate and understand the vision of where you were trying to go so mm. that they could help you bring that to life? What did that process look like? That process started with me reaching out to people I knew in my friend network who did design, but I quickly realized that I needed more than what I'm going to call the homie hookup. I very <laughs> quickly realized that I need to take this further. I need a full strategist. It's like really knowing what you need. I didn't have the the time or the energy to be in the role of the full driver of this and giving someone, this is what I, I need you to go do. I couldn't project manage this thing. So I was looking for something very specific. I was looking for someone who would put me in the client seat and they were like, here's my process. Here's how I do this. Here's the tr strategic framework, the actual communications game plan we're going to make for your business and somebody who already had that. So what I started doing was I went on Instagram actually, and I put in hashtag branding consultant. And I'm gonna be real with you, Rasheed. <laughs> I started scrolling looking for black women. <laughs> so <laughs> That's okay. I started there because I felt like there's things that I want to shortcut in terms of not having to explain. Because mm -hmm. I plan to have a very unapologetically black brand. And I also wanted someone who kind of understood what it meant to, to be a black woman trying to strike out and take this kind of a risk. And right. I was able to, I, I put out some inquiries on Instagram, sent a couple people some notes and 
I want to say half the people, I don't, maybe I reached out to eight folks, half the people didn't even respond. So good luck with having an Instagram page that you don't respond to. Um, and then one of them. So got- wait, time out before you continue, <laughs> just, Hey, if you have a business out there, legacy hustling, you tell people to reach out to you through your social media channels, please be responsive, especially when people are making inquiries. You never know, um, what that person is willing to do leaning in with you and your business. Like Keisha has said, she had savings, um, and she was willing to spend up to five figures. So just, just be responsive. All right, go ahead. That's a word. So there was a sister out in DC named Tony Brown who responded to me with a video. She, she hit me with the personal touch, thanked me for following her page, thanked me for the inquiry and just told me what she was about. And I was like, well, okay, sister is forward, hospitable, coming with it, coming with the customer you know, vibe off top. So I set up some time to talk to Tony and I really liked her I liked her process. I liked her clarity. I felt like she was someone who I would be able to negotiate with. And I'm not talking about the money because I was like, I'm hiring a black woman. We ain't coming down off your rate. Your rate is your rate. Mm. What I mean by negotiate was actually be able to talk with her about my brand and my vision, but hear her expertise and have like a respected respected back and forth about how we're going to move forward. It's my brand, but she's bringing some expertise to the table. But I also didn't want to just be like a project where you sit in like a really fancy hairstylist chair and you're like, I have a vision and here it is. And it'll be $500. (laughs) Like, no, (laughs) I got to wear this. So that's how I felt about this brand. It's a personal brand. So every day I open that website, I need to be happy with it or else it's going to irk my nerves every time I look at it. Mm. So I'm coming with a strong feeling about that a strong sense of personal style and my vibe. And let me tell you, this is when I knew she really, really got it. We had a two hour phone conversation about me, about strategy, about what I wanted to do. And I'm bringing the description of the brand is three different things, all these different skills and offerings that I have. And she came back with a mood board that just had like the colors that she had picked for me after just seeing like pictures of my home that I had sent to her, things like that. And it was so perfect. It was so perfect. And she had named it Bold Gem. Mm. And I hadn't even told her about the gem drop and how, like, Mm. it was just like, it felt so (laughs) right. She, She nailed it. And she usually would do a mood board that had images of people on it that would give you like the essence of the brand. And she had me on it and it said, the sister's her own mood. (laughs) It's like, okay, (laughs) we done. This is going to be great. Keisha, real quick, I want to talk to Legacy Hustlers very, very briefly, right? And so as you go out and you're looking for services, people to help you either get your business off the ground or doing something specific with your business, you may interact with people who get it immediately, such as the scenario that Keisha has just shared, or you may have people who aren't spot on. It's okay to tell someone you're not going to move forward once you've had a consultation with them if you feel like it's not the right fit. You don't have the chemistry, right? You can go on looking. 
If you don't end up finding anything that brings you closer to that, you can always loop back to the people you've passed on previously, Mm -hmm. but don't go too far down the path with individuals who don't understand your vision. Thanks. Thanks, Keisha, for allowing me to do that. Absolutely. And I would add to that, that even when you're working with someone and going down the path, don't be afraid to advocate for yourself. I feel like that was one of the best best learnings I got out of that experience of building my own personal brand assets and partnership with someone. It was that practice of being able to say, man, I know that you know what you're doing, but I know me and hold up. That don't, that's not what I want. That's not what I want. Can we, can we run that back? And, and you look at the bounds of whatever contract you're signing with someone, they're going to have, okay, we can, we can do this two or three rounds of creative review. Make the yeah. most of that. Take your business seriously. Sit down and say, for real, you know, they spend hours working on that stuff. Don't matter. You're, it's your business. So you look at it and you give your notes back with your full chest. <laughs> say it with your chest. <laughs> All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep us moving here. One of the things that I'm really curious about in your journey thus far has been what are some challenges or obstacles that you've had to overcome? Yeah, I will give you two. I'm going to give you two obstacles. Okay. Yeah. Extra credit in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, obstacle one that is tough for me is the creative rate dance, I will call it. When you are a creative and part of your business is dependent on people booking you for gigs, so speaking gigs, hosting gigs, there's this dance that happens where they hit you with the, what's your rate? And then I'm like, well, what do you want done? Can you, can you give me the list of responsibilities? Can you talk, let's talk about what the actual engagement is. And they're just like, but just give me a number. Like, I'm not trying to be funny style with you. I really need you to tell me what is entailed in this engagement. Like, can you tell me your budget? Let me get a sense of what is this thing that you're trying to do. And that dance is a real hurdle because I feel like even people who might, let me back up and say this a different way. It's a hurdle, especially for people who lack visibility and access to the information about what the going rate is for certain types of work. So I'm already at a disadvantage from not having that kind of visibility into what are different speaker fee budgets that different events have. And those events come to me and they're just, I guess, hoping that they can get high quality performance for the lowest rate. So they're not going to tell me what they have to spend on it, what it's worth to them. They want to just kind of see. And so I think that that feels a little bit like a moment where you, you feel that you could get taken advantage of right. in that in that situation. And so that's been an ongoing obstacle to really unleashing business on the, the gig side of things. And how have you found ways to better navigate that or um, expedite the process a little bit so that it doesn't seem to drag on and it doesn't seem to be this this hurdle? Yeah. One of the things that I have to do is really hit people real quick with the let me get back to you. Because the pressure in the moment of wanting to respond to a job opportunity without all of the information or without being clear about what questions I have, had to get comfortable not letting the fear of losing business get in the way and make me do something that's going to have me doing work for a rate 
that's less than what I really want. Because then you're just mm. resentful going to work. You don't want to be resentful going to work. I want to make sure that I'm try I'm getting paid something that will leave me feeling like everybody is respected in this space, including me. So the let me get back to you allows me to de- take the pressure out of that moment, get my questions written down and hit them back with the like, these are all the questions that I that I need understand the answers to before I can tell you what it's going to be. It's not a one type of rate, especially for MC work, because that job can have a lot of different responsibilities depending on what you want done, depending on if it's virtual or in person. So I just get really clear about what types of information I need before I can tell you what it's going to cost you. Okay. I appreciate that. And then you said you had two. You had extra credit for us. So what's another obstacle or challenge that you've had to overcome? So for extra credit, (laughs) that is my bandwidth. My bandwidth is one of my biggest obstacles because I have, I'm the talent, I'm the business manager, I'm the booking agent, I'm the social media manager, I have all the jobs, I'm the bookkeeper. And and so my bandwidth, and to add to that, I'm also a single woman raising a little kid an elementary school age little girl. So I also need to make sure that I'm carving out quality time to tend to her well-being, my well-being, and run a business and try to get a thing, get this whole thing really off the ground in a sustainable way. And so that is a hard challenge because the person who needs to sit down and work on the challenge is the person who is bandwidth constrained. The way that I'm addressing it is trying to tackle some of the bandwidth issues now while also planning for our future and visualizing myself with the help that I need. I am planning for now by making sure that anything that seems like a repeatable task that's taking cognitive load that I can address with a software solution, for example. Like I was using Calendly for podcasting, but now I use it for everything. Anybody who want to talk to me, we got a Calendly for everything. Because I don't have a statistic I got to say, I started doing that too. <laughs> everything. Everything. You just want to talk. You just want to chop it up here. Everybody's mm-hmm. getting it because I don't, so much time. I don't have time for the back and forth. I truly do not. So anything like that that I can do to alleviate time um, that I'm investing in t- tasks like that now, I get it off my plate. And at the same time, when I'm doing other tasks that are a little bit more involved, like building out... Um, content plans for certain things. I'm I'm taking notes along the way and have a have a one note that just has like different tabs for how I'm doing things as I'm doing it and trying to just put the notes there so that when it is time for me to hire a coordinator or like contract um, an assistant to help me with certain things, I know specifically what things I want them to do. And I know that I have a little bit of notes already for how I'm going to help onboard them when they do come on. So I'm already planning now for future Keisha to have mm. support. I am visualizing it. I'm investing in it now as I do this work in the short term. Mm. So what what you hear Keisha talking about is effectively finding ways to really streamline your processes, not only that, but in corporate speak, if you will, um, creating standard operating procedures, right? Being able to create documentation for successful transitions when you 
find additional ways to scale your business and have people come in and support and help. It's not like you're starting from ground zero with, okay, I do this and then I do this. You've already written some notes and have some documentation in place that you can refer them to to hopefully build on what you've already started building. I love that. Huge, huge insight there. You spoke a little bit about the future, right? And as you're thinking ahead, can you open the window to uh, the future world of of gem dropping and what the future for you could look like for us? I hope that the future has much bigger client checks in it. I would love that. Fewer clients with bigger checks. Let's start Mm. there. I would like, because I don't, I'm not trying to be in a giant empire of one where I just have this massive amount of, of billable hours. So, like I just want to be able to have a, a sustainable income where I'm using my gifts in line with my values. So if I just have a couple of clients who depend on me, that's great. But I also would love to get another black girl to its dream state to its dream state. And the dream state that I have for another Black girl is having a learning and development platform for and by Black women. So that whole model where I'm working with other companies and I'm bringing in Black women to deliver a program for that company, I would love to just do that for the community. I would love to just pay a panel of Black women to deliver and, and the topics can be so varied because we're so amazing and we do so many different things. It can be real estate, getting into cannabis businesses. It can be opening a salon. How do you get your book published? I would love to just have a panel of Black women to deliver that content and have it be for other Black women to come. And we just learn and really share cheat codes together in a safe space. So I'm ideating on that. And thinking about how I can get it funded, get some grant money, perhaps get a sponsor or two and just do it in a small way and figure out how to programmatize it. But I just see that down the line. I feel like I appreciate that. I've got my keynoting and my all those concepts together for you better in the self-love work, but then another black girl work. I've got my eye on the horizon with getting that that learning program together. Keisha didn't ask me to do this, but I'm just going to put it out there. If you're listening to this right now and you feel like you fit into any of the categories of buckets or ways and means of another black girl and what her future vision is, don't hesitate to reach out to her, right? I'm going to make certain the show notes. I capture, you know, how to get in touch um, with her through her her website and, and social media accordingly, but then also will include all these different resources that she's spoken about up to this point in time so that you can see those as well, right? I'm going to pivot us now into the five minute hustle. All right. So this is the point in our show where we have a call and response uh, that effectively is going to highlight uh, some of the things that you use um, to keep your cup filled as well as applying to your um, business use that others could hopefully use for theirs. So the first thing that I'm going to ask you is what initially held you back from becoming an entrepreneur and how did you overcome it? I would say the thing that held me back was burnout, like mental, emotional, spiritual burnout. And I was in this cycle of survival in my corporate life. And at the time that I was deciding to go ahead and do this, I feel like I was at one of those troughs, one of the low points. And I had to tend to myself. I had to love myself out of that place so that I could even trust that I was capable of moving forward. And that took really great friends, leaning on people who who could love pour into me, that took 
taking care of my physical health so I could actually feel strong. And just, it was a really tough thing to pull myself out of just like really letting honoring the fact that my body was in a state of heaviness, trauma. I just needed to let myself be a human being so that I could get myself into a place where I could trust the calling that I was feeling. Because Mm. when you feel in, in that low point, nothing feels possible. And I had to get myself right within first before I could move forward. Mm. Thank you. When you think about getting yourself right, right, and being able to to push forward, uh, and sorry, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into this before we go on to some <laughs> of the other ones, because I just, I really appreciate what you're saying there. Can you share some of the things that perhaps um, you were able to embark upon that enabled you to to be able to work through that? Yeah. If, you, if you're willing to share. I absolutely am. And I would say what my first thought was, I wish I could give that that quick the answer. Oh, I went to therapy because I did not. Because at the time I was going to therapy with my, my kid for her stuff. So I was mm-hmm. like, I can't add another weekly thing. So I started a private Facebook group that just said in need of support. And I added a lot of my close friends and because I didn't want to keep repeating myself. I had already mm-hmm. told my my closest comrade, like she knew what was going on and she was really supportive, but I needed I needed a group. So I built my own support group from people, a few of my friends, just a small sampling of people I knew would be really, would allow me the space to be really vulnerable, who wouldn't be looking for Keisha the superwoman or Keisha the person without any flaws to be showing up. So I told them all at once in this Facebook group, I'm in a really low place and I'm not okay. And I really need y'all right now. And I would just and, and I would just pop in there. And it was just like this low pressure thing where I could just be in there and they would be supporting me. So just having people to just literally hold my hands from afar and be like, we see you. We see you and it's gonna be okay. We believe in you. You have a place to go to come and talk to people when you're not okay. And the combination of that with filling my consciousness with motivating content. I'm a podcast person, so I was listening to podcasts all the time of my favorite people, laughter, funny stuff, but also inspirational stuff. I was giving myself the program, the mental programming and reading things to understand the, the actual what was happening physically when you're feeling low for a long time, when you're in that depressed state, I needed to understand the science behind it. So I could be like, no, this is over. This is work. I can work through this. I can get through this. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. You started talking about podcasts a little bit. So as I go into um, another question that that I typically ask, I'm going to go out of order a little bit. What would you say is uh, a favorite book, magazine, or podcast that you go to and, and leverage, you know, as you think about your business and what's going on? I'm going to give you a podcast that has a companion book with it. The The Professional Troublemaker by Lovey Ajayi Jones. Say that one more time. The Professional Troublemaker. Um, Let me grab the book. It's right here. This is a book, (laughs) The Fear Fighter Manual. Um, And in the podcast, The Professional Troublemaker, Lovey talks to all these different people who are just really killing it in their various pursuits. And it's mostly people who are in business, 
whether they're building a business of their own or really crushing it in a corporate sphere. And she talks to them about the ways that they overcame and different um, ways that they fight fear in their lives and how they get really fortified to move forward with big things and big audacious dreams. And so I found that to be a really motivating podcast. And then when she wrote the book, I was like, great, give it to me, pour it directly into my soul. So I love the, um, the professional troublemaker. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and like I said before, we'll make certain we're putting in all these resources in the show notes. Best business advice you've ever received. So this is actually a quote that I heard on this podcast. Um, the Sunda Brown Duckett, she's um, a big wig in the finance world. She said, you rent your title, but own your purpose. And the way I received that and what I took from that was this notion of these jobs or like when you go to work at a different company, because at the time I heard that I was working at Microsoft, they're just like, they're renting you to fulfill the duties of that title. But whatever it is that your purpose is or whatever is the work of your purpose, then you you own that. Okay. That's yours. That that title, that's a thing that, that is attached to that company. And so being able to detach my sense of worth and my sense of value from whatever title it was that I had in whatever company, like that's empowering because my whole solidness and the way I stand in this world, I'm standing on something that's not something that's being, I'm not in the rental place where it's like, it was a nice rental to be, I mean, came with a very <laughs> nice fee. However, it wasn't mine. Right. I left it over there and somebody else is going to sit in the seats that I was sitting in and they have that title now and do that work. What stands and what remains is the work that I feel like I'm uniquely gifted to go do. I got to snap to that. I got to snap to that. <laughs> and then the last question in the five minute hustle, which is going a little bit longer today, but it's because you've been giving us the word favorite online tool, application or Internet resource that you use for your business. Ooh, as a person who has all the jobs, I have to say that for my jobs in digital media asset creation, Canva be saving, saving a girl. I can make <laughs> magic in Canva. I use it for media kits, social media things. I it's I open Canva every day and it's really easy to use. So I, I can do a Canva commercial right now, but then they have to pay me. So I'm gonna stop right there and just say Canva and Riverside.fm. That's what I use for my podcasting. And I feel like it really unlocked my productivity in getting my interviews recorded. So both those, Canva and Riverside, both really helped unlock creativity, productivity flow for me. Got it. Got it. Keisha, you've taken us on a journey today where you've helped us understand what you're passionate about, what you're bringing to life through your business, um, your goals for the future, things that you've been able to overcome. Anything you want to leave with our legacy hustlers that you haven't had an opportunity to say yet as we close out? I will leave you with this. Just do it scared. Whatever it is, if you're waiting for the moment that you're going to feel ready, or if you're waiting for the moment that fear is not going to be there, that's not going to come. <laughs> it's, it's, I think you just have to go ahead and know that courage can only exist be, because fear is there. 
if it wasn't scary, it wouldn't take any courage to do. So mm. the fear is there. Just you got to saddle up next to it and know that it's, it's scary probably because it means something to you. And you're going to have to just do it scared like most of all of us are doing. Ain't nobody out here. Well, if they are, they built they built different. Most people <laughs> are out here just putting one foot in front of the other, still got some fear inside, just feeling like, what if this doesn't work? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Or I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Whatever. Just do it scared. Mm, thank you. I really appreciate you leaning in with us on the show today. Um, your transparency, just the words of wisdom as you've you've uh, taken us on this journey with you. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you and this platform. What's up, Legacy Hustlers? I hope your cup is overflowing with inspiration, motivation, and knowledge after listening to our guests today. And if it was, don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, comment, and share with your friends so we can continue to grow the base of listeners. Shout outs to Chris from Sideline Records for always producing an amazing episode. Jonathan Leonard, we see you. Thank you for the uh, intro music. And to our listeners, until the next time we connect, please don't get in your own way in the pursuit of your dreams.